Hey sister, welcome to Cultivating Hearts Podcast. It's Jenna and Joanna here, and we're talking about schedules today. It is time for most of us to get in the routine of school, um, get back into the swing of things. And some of you are already there, and I am uh, not jealous of you at all. I'm still in summer mode, but I know that I need to start getting my schedules together and my plans for the school year. So we're starting the first day after Labor Day, and I have a lot of work to do. Yeah, I'm just thinking through some schedules, too, what that looks like for our family. So we're talking about how schedules can help both you and your children. Having a routine is probably one of the most significant things I think that we can do to prevent chaos in our homes. Kids actually need a routine, consistency. Um, They need to know what's expected, have clear rules, and feel safe. Yeah, I know that for my oldest, um, every single night when he comes into my room, he wants to know what is on the schedule for tomorrow? What do I need to expect? Um, Do you have responsibilities for me that I need to know about? He really wants to know like what's coming his way. For the most part during the school year, that stays pretty consistent. And I feel strange even just saying to him the same thing every single day. But he seems to always ask and he wants to know with certainty, like, this is my schedule for tomorrow and what's expected of me. Mm-hmm. And some kids have more of a bent towards anxiety, so they really want to know what's coming up, what's next. And so to have that kind of set into a, a plan and a routine really helps bring their anxiety down. I know for sure with my boys, they want to know what are we doing and when at all times. So I've had to really try to become more structured myself I mean, there are times we can be flexible, right? There are just those times. At work, I am great with a schedule, and um, I'm where I need to be, when I need to be, and that's not a problem. At home, I struggle a little bit more. It's really hard, especially when you have lots of moving pieces, to make sure that everything is getting done. I know that a lot of moms look at their checklist for the day and think there's not a possibility in the world that I'm going to get through that checklist because there's too many things on there. Um, and there's not really anything that can go. So I found that having a schedule is vital to me being able to actually get through my checklist and all the things that have to happen. Um, so a lot of you that work part-time or whatever else you have going on in your home, it it has to be scheduled, I think. Um, even for us, like doing podcasts and YouTube videos, and there's there's office hours that have to be had in order for me to be able to put out content like this um, and have kids that are still here, you know, that need me and still need things to be done. And so I have to be intentional to set apart some of that time um, and not just hope to squeeze it in. Yeah, it has to be intentional. Otherwise, I know that I am going to look at my laundry and I'm going to look at the dishes when it's time to actually be doing school and I'm most likely going to give in and do it. For sure. If I wake up in the morning and um, I don't have an actual start time for school, I will find a hundred items that need to be done. I will I will go start extra loads of laundry. I will, you know, I will throw dishes in or I'll wipe down a table or whatever it needs needs to happen. And that list could go on and on. You know, I often uh, joke with my husband that I feel like uh, that book, if you give a mouse a cookie, because I'll just like go from one thing to the next. It's like, (laughs) 
I take laundry into the laundry room and then while I'm in there, I see a kid knock the basket mm-hmm. down and then I pick up the basket and go to put away the stuff that fell out and mm-hmm. find that, you know, there's dishes that need to be thrown into the sink. And so, you know, you just, as a mom, you just go through your whole day from one task to the next and it's really easy if you don't have a schedule of when things need to happen to just the whole day slips by and you may have gotten some cleaning up done, but not the things on your checklist that needed to happen. Yeah. So that's the goal this year. Every year you're trying to do better, right? So I don't know what your schedules were like in the past, what they're like now or what you're planning on doing with your schedule now, but I know I've learned some things. I know you have too from, from how we've done it, how what's worked, what hasn't worked. I want to be much more intentional this year. I want to be much more engaged and uh, yeah, the seasons for me, especially when you're having lots of kids, the seasons change. I mean, really for everybody, but um, when you have a new baby in the home or if you, you know, if you're taking on more hours working, just depending on what you have going on in your life, your schedule has to, has to change each year with that. Mine has not stayed the same, I would say ever. Um, i I think when I'm scheduling things out, I'm, I'm scheduling my day in about 15-minute increments um, based on who needs help when and when my work hours are, when lunch needs to be started, when I need to switch over laundry. It's all spelled out. And I found that when I don't do that is when I get to the end of the day and I feel like, did I really accomplish anything today? Sometimes you're going to be interrupted. You know, there's a crying baby and you may at times need to become flexible, as we mentioned earlier. And um, I think that, it's a guideline yeah. for me, though. It helps me to know how to jump back on track. Yeah. When I do get off and there's, you know, a need that comes up because it does happen all the time. I know where I'm supposed to be and how to jump in and whether I have to just let something go that's not going to get done that day and it's going to get moved to the next day or if I need to hurry and finish a couple of jobs faster because there's no leeway that day. Yeah, for sure. And we, again, are coming to how we handle routine, schedules, consistency, expectations based on how our parents modeled it to us. Yeah, I think Joanna and I have had really different approaches to routine over the years, and we're kind of coming to the same place now. Um, I felt a little bit like as a kid that I had a lot of freedom, and I loved that as a kid. (laughs) But um, looking back, I think that it has contributed to um, how much I need routine in my life. I remember being um, pregnant with my first And I had friends who already had children and they were like sticklers for their schedules and nap times and when bedtime needed to happen and all these things. And I remember (laughs) telling Ben at that time, like, I'm not going to be that kind of person. I can't stick to a routine. I don't want to be stifled by having kids. We're going to just be a family that goes with the flow. And then I had a kid (laughs) and all of that changed because I realized really quickly how routine is actually my formula for freedom. And so what I loved about my childhood is being able to be free. And so when I give my kids routine, it allows them to get all of their things done and actually get freedom at the end of their day because they've gotten through all of their jobs. They haven't slacked through them all day. 
Um, and it's the same for me when I get those things done or when I have a baby that I've put down for a nap at the right time, then you have a happy child who is going to be, you know, not cranking all throughout the day. And it just makes the whole day much more free. So how was routine consistency expectations modeled to you? If you were to think back on your childhood experiences, what was that like for you to either have expectations, consistency, routine, or not have that? What, what did that look like? And how do you think it's impacting you today? I was thinking through this myself because, you know, what, what is up with in the past when I just really had a hard time sticking with routine? And I have come to some conclusions about that. And I really think I have struggled with routine because I really just think sometimes maybe I can't do it right. Like I might fail. So then I kind of hesitate or avoid or think, oh, this is getting too hard because my boys are really talkative today or they have a lot of energy today. They're talking a lot today. They're a little bit um, rebellious today. (laughs) And then I think okay, we're going to just skip devotions right now. But for this year, I'm thinking, you know, for devotion time, I think I just want to make sure that they're wore out in the morning before they sit down. I think that's probably the the key factor in getting them to sit down. They need to go get their energy out first thing before I expect that they're going to sit down. Mm-hmm. I think all kids are different in that. Mm-hmm. I have some kids that if they get freedom to go play before they do school, then it is really hard to rein them in. And so I use that as a motivator for those kids. Like, let's hurry up and let's get our stuff done so that you do get freedom. Because if I, there's one in particular, if I let him out the door for freedom, there's no bringing him back. Like he has to do school first thing in the morning. So when it comes toward to um, making my schedule that child is scheduled first. He is on my calendar as the very first kid. He's going to sit down with me individually. He's going to do his reading lesson and his math and the things that require individual attention with me. And then we will do our devotion and morning time. And hopefully that kid will be almost done for the day. And he's spent by that point. He, that's about his level of focus. Um, but if I were to let him go, there's no bringing him back. I've tried. <laughs> yeah. And my boys, you might not be able to bring them back that day or you might. So it just depends. <laughs> We're dealing with a little bit of uh, hyperactivity, lack of focus. Any of you parents out there that have kids that are struggling with ADHD symptoms or ADD symptoms, it makes it really, really hard. And sometimes you blame yourself when really there is just a lot going on in their brain. <laughs> and it's really hard yeah. to, to have them sit. It takes some... Um trial and error to find what works for that type of kid too, to just um, get ideas from other parents of how to keep them moving while they're learning, you know, their math facts or whatever. My boys really need to be moving or drawing while they're listening to something. They do really well if they have their mind on something else, really. Yes, it focused. Mm -hmm. Or even, you know, they have those chairs that are balls that you sit on you know yeah my kids can't do that we don't have those that's a distraction I I tried it (laughs) I tried the balls it it really just became like people throwing them at each other and who got which ball and yeah it just became a huge distraction (laughs) it wasn't worth it um so 
I'm sitting down this week to do my own scheduling. Um, and so when I am doing that, a lot of those factors are playing into it. Um, which kids need certain things and when? When do they thrive? What is their personality like? When are they going to be able to focus? And so I have to do a lot of maneuvering to fit all of them in and then hopefully have a little bit of free time myself so that I can get my own work done. Some of us do way better in the morning. We're much more productive than um, I am at 4.30 in the morning. I get stuff done and I'm focused and I can knock it out. My husband, on the other hand, he does much better in the evening, getting his work accomplished and feeling more focused and alert. Our kids are the same. So, you know, when are they best able to focus, like Jenna mentioned? You know, do they like to sit on the couch to do their work if they're homeschooled? Do they like to sit at a desk? You know, those kinds of things are important to consider in our schedules as well. Something else that we need to really think about as homeschoolers especially is if we're expecting more out of our children than what is really necessary. Over the years, I've seen a lot of homeschoolers um, post their like plans for their kids for the year. And I look at this list and I think, is that much work really necessary? Like you're, or people who will say like, we start school every day at eight o'clock in the morning and we're still sitting there at dinner time. What am I doing wrong? Well, what you're doing wrong is that you're expecting too much, that you're doing far, far too much busy work, not just for your kids, but for yourself. Yeah, there's so many subjects that people fill in with thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to have the most well-rounded, educated child out there. And it's just not true. Um, if you're teaching them how to learn and to love learning, that's the goal because they don't have to cram a lifelong amount of learning into just their school years. What you're trying to teach your kids is to love learning so that they do this for the rest of their life. And they know how to do it. Yes, like they, they know, know how, how to, to teach themselves something, how to memorize something. Um, it's more about the act of like teaching that skill than it is making sure that they have all of these subjects covered. So if you're doing school until dinner time and you've been sitting there grueling over all of these things all day, it's too much. Scale it back. Um, if you have a young child... Um, I would say that up until about third grade, my kids are doing an hour, maybe two hours of school a day in addition to our morning time where we're doing scripture reading and like a read aloud time. But in addition to that, you're looking at like an hour. Don't overthink this. Um, don't try to fill every single moment of your day thinking like, well, public school kids are in school until three o'clock every day, so we need to be too. You have to remember that they have loads and loads of downtime. They have recess breaks. They have lunch breaks. They're traveling in the hallways. They're playing games and having movie days, and they're doing all of these things. They're going on outings. Yeah, yeah and so you just have to remember that they're not just sitting down in their desk all day studying subject to subject to subject, that there's a lot of in-between times. And so... When you're scheduling your day, you have to really be mindful that you're going to exasperate your kids. And if, yourself, yeah, like I oh said. Oh my gosh, who wants to do that all day long? I mean, that you want to enjoy homeschooling, and that doesn't sound enjoyable to me at all. <laughs> I want my kids to have free time and um, to be able to be bored and to use their creativity. If you're spoon-feeding them all day long, 
they're not going to know how to function without you doing that for them. So, well, in your high school, high schooler is much different. I mean, he's already taking college courses. He's going to have his associate's degree uh, here soon before even graduating from high school. So, you know, and he's a kid that's able to do that too. You know, yeah, they're he's... not all going to be that way. I already can tell that all of my children are probably not going to go down that path, and that's fine. Um, but he has days, you know, because he's a full-time college student where it's a lot of work, but he also has the flexibility to uh, make that work with his schedule. So if he wants to go work for his dad for a day, he can do that. If he, you know, has other activities, he can load up on things on different days. And so you have to enjoy that the journey of homeschooling allows for flexibility, um, the other thing that I would say when you're scheduling is to schedule in the fun things. Um, it's really easy to think I have this whole checklist and all of this curriculum that has to be finished before the end of the school year and there's not time to take off for a field trip or well, yeah. to go do yeah. something fun. And I have found myself in that routine, like it's just easier to stay here, um, but I I think that it's important to schedule those fun outings into your days. Um, I love that our our church has found some other homeschoolers, and we've started a Facebook page. Yeah, I think page. there's like twenty families in there now. Yeah, I was really was surprised awesome. how many there are, and already you know there's some things scheduled. I think uh, coming up here in September, just for the yep. kids to all get out. And, and our co-op um, that we're both a part of has a field trip once a month that we do. So it's just important that you get out and you do some stuff um, and your curriculum doesn't have to be finished. That's another thing that you need to know. Well, and you can it's, work through the summer if you need to. Um, I know that our boys, you know, my boys have been working through the summer with their tutor. You can catch up in the summer when other kids are not during the school year in the public schools. Yep. I think that when you're starting to sit down to do your schedule, I always sit down and write out what my goals are for the year. Like, what do I want to see in each kid? Um, how do I want our relationships to grow? And if I see that our schedule is going to get in the way of relationships, then the schedule needs to change. And so it has taken me a long time to figure this out. <laughs> so I'd like to save you that heartache. Yeah, I'm kind of glad, you know, even though I'm much older than Jenna, she's gone before me. So I, I ended up having my boys at age 37. And so, you know, my kids are more her kids age, even though I'm much older than her. So yeah. it's nice that she has the experience and has walked through this prior to me coming up and going to bat. So what motivates each child. I think that's something we need to consider that could be really helpful and having maybe a reward system could be really motivating, you know. Obviously, we want our kids to be obedient, and do the right thing regardless of any reward in place. Um however, it is motivating and it helps get them going to have some kind of reward. We've watched that play out this summer with our kids um <laughs> in our we have a farm and they have been being paid to collect rocks from the field and so the bigger their pile the more money they make and show me the money and they'll show do me it. the money if <laughs> i just ask them to go pick up rocks there's not a chance in the world that one of them would be excited about that but when you put a little bit of money on the line they are 
they're motivated. We so have some go. big piles of rocks out in Yeah, the field. yeah. Chuck just had the boys for the last day and a half help him with wood, splitting wood and, and putting them in, in piles. And they were motivated once they knew they were going to get paid. So it's it also, might not be money for your kid, though. Some kids are more motivated. I think you need to think about what their love language is. Um, for some of my kids, it's definitely quality time or one-on-one time. And so maybe a reward for them would be, you know, earning a dinner out with you or to just get to go on a special trip at the end of the school year or whatever. Go out with their friends somewhere. So as you're um, coming up with motivators for the kids, it really ties into your schedule because you need them to find that motivation so that they will stay on track and do their work in a timely manner. Um, I have had kids who just really, oh man, they are procrastinators and it can make your day go on forever. Like it could just take two minutes, right? Yes. Like <laughs> your math could have been done 450 times by now. Can we just do it? <laughs> um, so if you can find that motivator, like, hey, you're going to be rewarded if you complete this work in a timely manner when I ask you to do it without complaining. Those are kind of my rules. Like, if you're going to sit down and you're going to complain through the whole thing and act like I've given you the world's worst job to do, then you're not getting your reward at the end of that. Um, but if if they sit down and they do their work without complaining or being asked a hundred times... That's when the reward takes place and it helps us all to stay on schedule and to get things done. I think that if you can get through kids' heads that if they work diligently and they do their stuff quickly, then they aren't going to be sitting there doing school all day and nobody wants to do that. We all want to be free from doing their schoolwork. And so they need motivated. I love your idea about the box. What are you calling it? This reward box. Or it's I a, don't really it's have activity. a name for it. It's like a it's an activity <laughs> surprise box. boxes. Surprise boxes. Yes. So I have a lot of ages of kids, and in order to be able to work with certain ages with older kids, I have littles that need to be entertained and and well, so that they're not interrupting uh, while I'm trying to teach the others. So this year we're going to have surprise boxes. And so each day they're going to get to pull out their box for that day of the week. And they're going to have a surprise activity in there that they get to do that day. So they might get to paint something or they might get to, I don't know, make bracelets or have some kind of activity. So it's going to take a little bit of effort on my part to prepare those every weekend. That's why you have Pinterest. That's right. Pinterest is going to be my friend and... I need to find cool boxes, though. So if anybody has a recommendation of a box system that is not see-through, everything I see is see-through, and I need it to be hmm. disclosed. They have those cute little decorative boxes, like at Hobby Lobby and stuff, you know, that kind of have the flap over, and they're kind of cute. That might work. Yeah. I just need to go. That's a good reason to go wander Hobby Lobby. Yeah, I always need a reason <laughs> to go to Hobby Lobby. A little tip from a mom who's been doing this for a long time. If you have... Put into place a schedule. Give yourself a little bit of time to see if it's working. Um, don't quit on the first day. But if you're a month into this and the schedule just isn't working, allow yourself the freedom to sit down and rework things. 
If it doesn't work, you are not bound to this schedule for the rest of the school year. You don't have to try to beat it into your children. If it's not working, just let it not work um, and sit down and think, how can I change this to make it better and so that it actually functions well for my family? You're going to save yourself a lot of heartache if you recognize early on that something isn't working. That goes for schedules. It goes for curriculum. It goes for all things homeschooling. Like if your system isn't working, switch it up. I know that the books cost you a lot of money, but if it's not working, it's okay to just go sell them and buy something else. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. result. Yeah. So you may have to try, you know, four or five math curriculums before you find the one that works. If you've got a kid that struggles with math, it's going to be the same thing for a schedule. You might have to redo this over and over again. Um, every single year, I'm tweaking our schedule to make it work with my lifestyle um, and with my kids' specific needs. And I think it's important to include God in that conversation, to you know allow Him to direct that and to guide you know, what your schedule is going to look like and what is important, what you can give up maybe. Get in that secret place. Ask him what's on his heart and what's on his mind. Things might come to your mind that you didn't expect to come to your mind. Your your brain might just go to a place that you didn't know it would go to just by sitting and listening. That's kind of how my box system worked. It was when I was sitting down and praying about my kids' specific needs for this year that I felt like God was like, you need surprise boxes. And I was like... Oh, huh. good idea. Good idea, God. <laughs> I'll put that one to work. Um, I think many times we think the things that we are thinking are just things that we're thinking. And really, it's just if we're walking with Christ, it's the heart of Christ, the mind of Christ that's in us. And it was his thought sometimes. And we give ourselves credit. So some of you struggle with putting routine into your life. Um it's really something that is a struggle for you. You don't like routine. You don't like being held back. Um, there could be a, a million things that you don't think you're going to do it right, as I mentioned. Yeah, I mean, there could be so many reasons why you are either afraid of routine or you're just against it. And I want to encourage you that routine can actually be the key to the freedom that you're looking for. Um, that actually implementing some schedules and some time frames to the things you're doing will free up space in your day to allow you to do the things that you want to do and decrease some chaos and bring some peace to your home yeah so don't be afraid of schedules it doesn't have to be 15 minute increments i recognize that that is really extreme and i had a friend when i was younger that had 15 minute increments and i thought she was absolutely insane i actually came home and told my husband that she did this. And I was like, she's got to be psycho. Well, she's one of my very closest friends now. And <laughs> I have kind of implemented her 15-minute increments because it has worked for my family. And It's because you made fun of her. Now it's because I made fun of her, right? God's like, and you are going to do this too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it. I think it was when I recognized that schedules actually provide freedom because... I can be really productive and I'm a checklist person. Like I have a list on my phone of ongoing things that need to be done. I have a whole nother list of like this has to be done tomorrow. Um, and so all of these things are on my phone and I'm a very much like goal oriented, checklist oriented person. Um, 
And so when I recognized that having a schedule for those things actually freed me up, then I was, I was all on board. So it's time to get that schedule going and you're not in this alone. You can invite God into this plan. He will walk us through. Um, he directs our steps. So we just need to be flexible and try some different things out and not be afraid to fail and move forward. Yeah. If you fail, it's not the end of the world. You are out a few weeks of your time and... It's part of the journey. I mean, it's part of the process to fail. I mean, we can't expect to be perfect at it. No, we all fail. So good luck planning. We'll see you next Tuesday around the table.